0: Hello and welcome to the extra point podcast. It is the championship weekend. We have made it just one more week until, well, one more game, round of games until the Super Bowl and we cannot wait. I'm Matt Temple I'm back with Ross Williams. Ross, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing very, very well. Um, Yeah, championship weekend. um, It's the best weekend. We've said this last three weeks, (laughs) but it's the best weekend of the season, but I think genuinely, I Can't remember a championship weekend I've been this excited for. I think the matchups we've got, I think it's the best in living memory. Uh, it's the I think. best
0: four teams easily. Normally you have a couple try and sneak through, but definitely these are the best four teams right now in the NFL. Yeah, 100%. I think last week we said there were six, didn't we? There were six that could win it out of those eight. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think we were justified in saying that. Um, and then the two which made up the six, obviously, which fell away. Probably proved why they fell away. Uh to be fair, in mean, the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills, they just weren't quite good enough on the day. So we left with yeah, this big four. This big four, the San Francisco 49ers, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Cincinnati Bengals trying to go to the dance second time in a row and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um Oof. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be some it's gonna be some Sunday. It really is. It's gonna be a hell of a Sunday. Uh before we get into that, I guess we should talk about we did have some winners, um divisional wraps yes. and a little bit of profit. Uh you can kick us off with a couple of the winners
0: you had. Yeah, back to Kadarius Tony, who <clears throat> backed him twice, but he managed to just get over his receiving line. Um, and he was very close to scoring a touchdown as well, but sadly yes, no was. dice there. Um, but then I had a big 4-1 to winner with Boston Scott, the giant killer. He came through big for me. So, yeah, a very nice week for myself. And, Ross, two more winners for you as well. Yeah, Boston Scott is 11th
1: touchdown against <laughs> the Giants. It's pretty insane. Uh, you just got to back him every time for next season. There's another two games coming, so... <laughs> Gotta do it. Um, yeah, a couple of winners for me. Unfortunately, I ended up in, in in the in the red last week because I went so so mm-hmm. heavy on Bengal's bills. I gave the Buffalo all that chance. Uh simply just caught 20 points in that game, and that didn't happen. I was devastated with that one. But a couple of winners, regardless, the 49ers did the business over the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I, I guess a little bit workmanlike on the day, but they still did what they had to do. They them by three and a half points. Um, they they covered that spread, which is perfect. And under 48 total match points in Giants at Eagles, which is something uh, which I think may pivot into something you're going to talk about a little bit later on as well. Again, a little bit of disappointment. Did have four picks last week. I'm going to call a hard luck story in this one. I I really am. I had Travis Kelsey and Christine Kirk of the Jags to have 80 receiving yards each. Uh, (laughs) Kelsey smashed it. I mean, Kelsey was halfway there in the first half. Uh, In the first quarter, really, he was getting tons and tons of attention. I think he ended up with 92 nice and easy Travis kelsey Christian kirk man just had over 50 yards seven catches he had 14 targets he had he had his highest amount of targets all season long and only caught he had a
0: massive passes. massive deep bomb as well that would have probably took him there and yeah, yeah. just just out of reach
1: yeah 50 yard play right there in the first quarter which I think didn't come off but um nevertheless nevertheless still a couple of winners to take to the championship sunday and uh, plenty of picks to be had in these two games, isn't there? So without further ado, let's let's get into it. Let's go chronological. Let's go NFC. Uh, obviously, you've got a vested interest in this game. Of course, um this is an audio podcast. I can confirm to the listeners, he is wearing 49ers attire. <laughs> it's gotten into this pick, but uh his picks will be justified. I, I guarantee that. So take it away. Niners-Eagles, what
0: game? I was very split on this and... Not to be too much of a homer, but I did land on the Niners. But for a good, good while, I was thinking Eagles. These are, well, all four of these teams are the best four teams in the NFL. And specifically, these are the best two defences in the NFL right now. But before I get into all of that, I'll talk about the greatest story the NFL has ever seen. Thanks to Mr. Big Cock Brock himself. (laughs) He's Mr. Irrelevant, and no Mr. Irrelevant has ever done anything quite like him before. He got Ryan Suck up a kicker, but you can only go so far with he's definitely the fame. most relevant.
1: He's definitely the most relevant Mr. Irrelevant, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's the when his first pass that he made in the NFL was the first forward pass a Mr. Irrelevant has ever completed. Wow. Let alone what he's done. He's come in for the injured Jimmy Garoppolo, who came in for the injured Trey Lance, so third quarterback on the roster. He hasn't missed a beat, and not only that, he's made the offense better. They've gone from 24 points per game up to 31 points per game. Read out some of his stats and just where he ranks in the league since he took over in an 8-0 stretch. 68% completion rate, 5th in the league. 218 passing yards per game, 12th in the league. 8 yards per attempt, 2nd in the league. 13 touchdown passes, that's joint first and only three interceptions, which is tied for the fourth fewest. He is a machine, and he's incredibly efficient as well. He's just so consistent, so efficient, and he fits so, so well in this Kyle Shanahan offense. And obviously, his supporting cast makes up a massive amount of this. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel George Kittle, and Kyle Shanahan scheming up those plays. But what I did touch on is... It comes down to these two defences. Now, I'm back in the Niners to win this, but I am tipping the under. The, the line is set at 46 and a half, and I've gone under that just because these defences are ridiculous. The Niners are the best in the league. They lead in virtually every single category and then the Eagles are literally second behind them ever so closely and the Eagles have the best passing defence. They've allowed the fewest passing yards all season and They lead the league in sacks. Obviously, it's going to be just a massive, massive clash. And I think it's going to be such a dogged, bruising game. It's going to be fairly low scoring, but it's just going to be a real defensive masterclass that I just cannot wait for, really.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, that sacks number, just before you carry on, I mean, just to put it into context, people don't realise, I mean, Obviously, a lot of the chat last this time last season was how Joe Burrow can carry on, how he can continue doing it. Because I think he'd been sacked 55 times, I think, yeah. or like, around that number. Um, the Eagles had 70 sacks in the regular season. It's it's an insane number. And I know there's a player you're going to pick out in a sec who's kind of led the charge in his first year with the Eagles there as well. We're um, talking like historic levels we, in terms of a pass rush. And it kind of, it kind of crept up on me. I think they were doing so well on offense with so Jalen Hurts and the run game that... It wasn't until the back end of the season I realized just how dominant this defense is, but it's it's gonna be a real challenge for Purdy, isn't it?
0: Definitely. And thankfully, he has Trent Williams, who literally throughout this postseason, he has been perfect. Every single one of his 38 pass blocking snaps has been as good as you can get. Like he has not allowed a single pressure. He is the best left tackle. I mean, there's an argument he's the best left tackle the NFL has ever seen, which I think is very fair, but On the opposite side, you've got a right tackle, Mike McGlinchey, former first-round pick. And, I mean, I'll call him the weak link of this offensive line, and it's not going to say too much. He still has been pretty good, but he is the weaker link. He's allowed six sacks this season, and he has the lowest PFF grade across that offensive line. He ranks 34th in the league out of all ranked offensive tackles which obviously that's not too bad considering you've got two offensive tackles per team, but obviously he's not as good. Well, nearly as good as Trent Williams and <clears throat> Hassan Reddick is who I'm picking out. He has been, I think he's been the best free agency signing in the NFL yeah. definitely in recent years. I mean, he has been so, so good. He leads the team in sacks. He's only trailing Nick Bosa and sacks in the league and I think he can exploit this mismatch with Mike McGlinchey. We saw him last week against Micah Parsons, and he just swatted him one hand threw him to the ground. Mike McGlinchey is about six foot eight, weighs over 300 pounds, and with one arm, he just tossed him aside. I think there's going to be a lot of very quick passes, a lot of very run-heavy plays, but if they if they do, if Brock Purdy drops back, back to pass and he has a bit of time that right tackle that mismatch there is one to watch for sure but this plays into what I think is going to happen a lot and it's a lot of rushing on both sides these are two of the best rushing attacks in the league and I just think Shanahan is as good as it gets in the NFL the Eagles defensive line is as good as we have talked about but we can expect a lot of Rushes, quick passes, and a lot of motion. The Niners lead this league in pre-snap motion, and that's gonna confuse the Eagles defense massively. You've got the commitment to the run as well. That I it just makes it separates the team. The blocking from George Kill, Kyle Juszczyk, Brandon Ayuk, even Debo Samuel when he's not got the ball, it sets up the yak monsters. And as I talk about how good these defenses are, there is one area across the two sides that is a weakness one not a weakness but is the weakest group and it is the eagles rush defense niners are allowing 77 rushing yards per game eagles are about 121 and we've seen some big games given up to running backs against the eagles and i think just the players you've got on this Niners, specifically christian mccaffrey I think he's going to be pivotal and he's going to see so, so much of the ball. I'm I'm tipping him to have a touchdown in this game. He's got nine in his last eight games and he was a did not practice throughout the week, but he logged a full practice yesterday and he's set to go. He is going to be crucial in this game and he's going to be absolutely dominating. This game basically comes down to Kyle Shanahan versus Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. And I mean, I will always tip the hat to Kyle Shanahan. Jonathan Gannon, obviously he's having a very good year, but he does get a lot of criticism from local Philadelphia writers over his management of players and there's a lot of missed tackles as well. And the Niners force more missed tackles than any team in the league. So yeah, I really do like the Niners in this matchup. Um, In terms of rushing.
1: Sorry, interesting on Gannon as well. It's an interesting point because obviously usually when the team is in such a a strong position, clearly a great team in in, in this in, in this position at this time of the season, especially with so many vacancies knocking around. Obviously, there's been a lot of interviews in the last couple of weeks. Gannon's not a name that's been mentioned too much.
0: No, not and, at all.
1: And you'd suspect with a defence that has 70 sacks and all this, that he'd be one of those right in the mix, whereas Satchip and the Eagles' offensive coordinators had more attention. So that, that probably paints a picture of what you're just saying, isn't it? There's not a lot of love for this DC, which is really interesting (laughs)
0: really interesting it's surprising isn't it yeah yeah i will give some flowers though to jalen hurts and he's led a near enough perfect mvp campaign but patrick mahomes has just been that tiny bit better but he's probably the best dual threat quarterback in the league he's got 14 rushing touchdowns this season and it's all thanks to the eagles rpo uh run pass option offense and it's been tremendous for them Mm uh I talked about how good the Eagles' rushing defense is, as I said, 70 yards per game, and they haven't allowed all season an individual 70-plus-yard rusher, which is just a crazy stat to consider. One thing that I do think could be a... Watch out on this Niners defense. Is there them against mobile quarterbacks? Yeah, it's not happening very
1: often, has it? It's not happening very often, in fairness.
0: No, two of the losses, and they came obviously way back earlier in the season, but came against mobile quarterbacks, which is Marcus Mariota and Justin Fields, who did have really good rushing games against the Niners, and Jalen Hurts takes it to another level. And if you look back to last year, Hurts managed 82 yards and a touchdown on the ground, so... Definitely something to watch there, but I still think the Niners D is just so ferocious, and we'll be able to really—they're so bruising—is the main thing. And like, it's the power of the hits and players that have got kind of like lingering injuries. And we know Jalen Hurts has cleared practice and et cetera, et cetera. He looked good last week, but yeah. it's still going to be lingering his shoulder issues. Some some of these hits that the linebackers and safeties can give to Jalen Hurts and obviously Bosa as well, the defensive line. That's going to have a real effect, and it's going to probably, if early in the game you can get some hits on Hurts, it's going to put him off rushing later into the game.
1: Yeah, you want that touchdown early doors.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think you want
1: the touchdown early which is generally what he does. I mean, it's generally what he does, and I think we referenced it last week as well. Scott Antonov's twice spot in red zone. I mean, they get in a sneaking situation. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't care how good the 49ers' defence is. I don't think anything... It's unstoppable. <laughs> no, no one's stopping the Eagles from a yard out uh, the way Jalen Hurts, and they get that push on. Um, he squats quite a lot, Jalen Hurts. He's, he's got quite a shove. So uh, yeah, I think I, I'd even, i have just thrown this out there in terms of not an actual specific tip, but I mean, Hertz is probably a good kind of first half touchdown scorer as well. Uh, yeah. Well,
0: I'll suggest for that reason. In this game, I am tipping a double result of Eagles to win the first half and Niners to win the second half. Brock nice. Purdy in his last couple of games has been pretty slow out of the gates and, Niners were trailing against the Seahawks at half, and they were lucky to be ahead against the Cowboys at half as well. He looked like a rookie, really, for the first time of his rookie season. And the Eagles on the flip side, they are the best first-half team. They've scored 18 points in the first half, more than any other team in the NFL. I think Chiefs are second with 15 points per game, so they over three points more than any other team. So, yeah, I really think the Eagles will come out of the gates flying. I think it will be still a relatively low-scoring game, but they'll be able to stack up the yards first half, and then we'll talk about the second half adjustments that Carl Shanahan can make, and that's where I think he will come into his own with freeing up his offense down the stretch. But, yeah, I think the Eagles' first half could be pretty dominating, but, yeah, Niners turn it around, of course.
1: Okay, Okay. my mouth is watering. The prospects. <laughs> Yeah, it's very prospects good, isn't game. it? You've set the scene very, very, very nicely there. So um, just I'll just do a quick recap yeah, of, of, course, all of my yeah. tips.
0: Yeah. So nine is to win 13 to 10. They are the underdog in this game. The under 46 and a half get at 9 to 10. And then I'm tipping two touchdown scorers, Christian McCaffrey and Jalen Hurts. You can double them up at 3 to 1, which I think is a very nice price. And then a couple of bonus bets, which is Hassan Reddick, 1 plus sack, 8 to 13. And the double result, Eagles leading at halftime, Niners win 7 to 1, very big price.
1: Love it. Love it. I cannot wait for that one. That was going to kick things off on Sunday. Um, And that takes us into the second game. Uh, Bengals-Chiefs, which I'm equally, if not more, excited for, I think. Um, A very different kind of proposition, isn't it? I think you've got a a great defensive game. Um, I think, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's still some incredible offensive players in that game. Uh, Arguably even better. But the defense is so dominant in that game, it's really going to be that kind of brutal collision. uh, As you say, hence the under. Whereas you look at the Bengals-Chiefs and you go, well, this could be anything. (laughs) I think this could be a straight shootout between two of the very best in the league, two of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL, in Patrick Mahomes and of course Joe Burrow. Um, in terms of picking up winner, yeah, I might as well just lead off of it because it's gonna be pretty obvious as I, as I go. Um, it, it, it's an interesting one this week. So I was looking at the spreads, and within two or three minutes for both games, I kind of threw the spreads out the window. I, I, I don't think they matter. I, I don't think they have yeah, these games. They're, they're so tight. They're pretty much pickems. This one in particular has been a pick in pretty much all week. Uh, There was a time when the Bengals were one-point favourites and the Chiefs were point favourites. I think it's currently sitting about one and a half. It doesn't matter. I think both of these games are money line picks. And I think because they're so tight and because there's so many things that can happen in these games, I think the smart money is to go for the underdogs in both, as you have for the 49ers. I'm going to go with the Bengals in this game. I think the 21-20 to just about to win this matchup in Arrowhead. Burrowhead, as it has been referred to, (laughs) Chris Jones is not scaring me just yet about that, but he tried. Um, yeah, my first pick in this game, the ultimate pick in this game. I do think the Bengals are going to win. I do think the Bengals. I mean, to have said this three years ago is pretty insane, but I, I think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to the second straight Super Bowl. Uh, I really do, and to just kind of set the table with this game, you've got to give the Chiefs their flowers. I mean, it's a fifth straight AFC Championship game now. That's Can crazy, see, isn't it? They're approaching Patriots levels. I think the Patriots hit seven. Uh, as the record I've seen uh, the peak of Brady's career um, five straight probably going to hit six, seven, eight anyway that's how they are Yeah. Obviously, obviously they've got home soil and as you mentioned earlier when we discussed in Jalen Hurts Patrick Mahomes is going to be MVP he got 49 of the 50 uh, all pro votes as quarterbacks so that pretty much guarantees he's going to be MVP when NFL Honours comes around in a couple of weeks and I kind of wrote in my preview this week of Sporting Life that in any other circumstances that'd be enough you'd end it there uh, that Chiefs got Super Bowl. That's it. But they have a bit of kryptonite, don't they? The, the Chiefs have some kryptonite, and it, it's it's Joey Burr it's Joey franchise, whatever you want to call him. Joe Burrow is phenomenal. I, I think he might be my favorite quarterback in the league, uh, for various reasons. Uh, his personality, just the way he plays the game. But he has been Patrick Mahomes' kryptonite over the last couple of years. He's three and zero against Patrick Mahomes. It's been thrown around a lot this week, but it's it's a major consideration. He's three and zero. Against Mahomes. one of them came this year, one of them came just a month ago, uh, about maybe, maybe about six weeks. Um, all three of those occasions, they've been three point wins, they have all been quite tight, but nevertheless, that is there. Um, but Burrow has been able to get over the top of Patrick Mahomes, and I, I, I do think that mental barrier will pay some dividends this week. Uh, I really do, on top of the fact that, of course, Patrick Mahomes is not 100% healthy. I know he's been logging for practices, but. I mean, he was limping all over the gaff last week, wasn't he? it he was, uh, he looked it he looked pretty suspect at certain times. Obviously, Chad Henney had to come in, and fair play to Chad Henney. I'll just give him a shout. He did lead the 98-yard. It's <laughs> such a which was uh, nice to see. That's the last time we see Chad Henney in his football field. That's a hell of a way to go out in the playoffs. But, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, actually, I want to get your take on this before I kind of carry on. What, what is your initial take on this game? Uh, you don't have to agree with me. Into- no, I, do. I
0: fully agree. I think Bengals win. I think... It's so interesting with Mahomes because it's going to have a big impact on him, that injury. And we saw Mahomes leads the league in throws outside of the pockets and throws on the run. He has around 130 or so. In that second half against the Jags, he only tried two and made one of his passes on the run, which is such a big pass of his game, part of his game. But you say that he still leads the league in... uh, throws from the pocket for touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> he's just such an amazing quarterback all round that it's so interesting. But I think it is such a big part of his game to be go off script and make something out of nothing that whilst the practice videos have looked good of him limbering up with his ankle and showing like he's okay, I think there is going to be something there. And I just think the Bengals are so good. Like they have a really good defense. Blew on a rumor that DC is Yep. They're doing an amazing job, and the offense as well. I think T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. It, it literally can come down to this. They're huge. They are so big, and they're against the Kansas City Chiefs. They're relatively small. Mm. It, I'm talking about in stature. Like it's, it's, it it's a team can... built for speed, isn't it? It's a team built built for speed. The Kansas City Chiefs and the, exactly. Bengals, the
1: Bengals can monster you a little bit. Uh, they can. I think uh, it could
0: literally come down to as easy as that. And yeah, I love the Bengals in this one. I think they get to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, the Bengals are the part of it. Yeah, the fact that they're on drugs as well is just a, a great little caveat to that. But um, yeah, I mean, what was so impressive to think about the Bengals and the Bills game last week was, I mean, the Bills were never in it, but we kind, of, we kind of imagined that would be what I'm kind of addressing here in terms of it'd be a, a shootout between the two quarterbacks and massive offensive game. But the Bengals are just not out of nowhere but it's probably not been talked about enough this year, is they were so dominant up front. They were so, so dominant. And that defensive front in particular, Hubbard, who's been phenomenal uh down the yeah. stretch. Trey Hendrickson has been, has been excellent. They've, just, they've been brilliant. They've been brilliant. And that, that, that just goes to show Mahomes is going to be in a lot of pressure this game. Uh, the fact he can't get to the outside, or shouldn't, shall we say, just to not yeah. aggravate that injury, as you say, it takes away that little bit of game script. And yes, it leaves him with still a league-leading attribute inside the pocket, but He's very good at this, but he is only going to get two or three seconds in the pocket. That's all he's going to get. Same for Burrow, fair enough, on the other side. But again, these are the top two guys in terms of doing that. That kind of brings me on to my kind of best bet in this game in the sense that it's quite obvious, really. But if Mahomes is not going to get too much time in the pocket, he's going to have to stay in the pocket. It's going to be under a lot of pressure. He needs to get the ball away early. That means the likes of Valdez Scantlin, the likes of McCall Hardman, guys like that, are not going to have time to get down the field as they often do, 30, 40 yards. He needs a bit of a safety blanket in this game. It just so happens he's got the most productive safety blanket of all time in, in Travis Kelsey. So I do I do suspect, just as last week, Travis Kelsey sees an awful lot of this football. And I would be very, very surprised if he doesn't score in this game, to be honest. Uh, there's yeah. another caveat to that as well. I mean, generally, uh, the Bengals, if you look back on their games, Trey Flowers, the cornerback, generally covers... The tight end, uh, if he possibly can, it's not an easy task. Uh, he's dealing with a hamstring as well, so they're going to have to kind of restructure how they're going to play defensively against a tight end. And it's not just any tight end, is it? I, I do suspect Travis Kelsey will score in this game as he did last week. Uh, that's part of a double. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Kelsey is about even to so score a touchdown if he just want that, which is a pretty damn nice price to be honest. The amount, the amount of, of the targets he got was he... hilarious last week, yes. especially in that first half. I could I not believe, believe it was close I to seeing. Close to a playoff record, if not if not a playoff <laughs> record. Um, yeah, and that's against a team that matched up okay. <laughs> I mean, it's the team that doesn't match up particularly well. So we're going to see a lot of Kelsey Ball in this game. He's one half the double. Um, the other half is Joe Mixon uh, on the Bengals' side, whereas you discussed it yourself. A lot of – you think of the Bengals' offense, you think T Higgins, you think Jamar Chase, you think Tyler Boyd to an extent – uh, and even what they can do at tight end, because the big bodies, they're excellent. Jamar Chase is one of the greatest receivers I've seen. He's a phenomenal athlete. But we think about them quite heavily. Um, the Chiefs will be thinking about them quite heavily as well. I, I think that's going to open a lane. I think that's going to open an opportunity for Joe Mixon to really go off in this game. I look back to December, I look back to the 27-24. Uh, Mixon didn't play. It was Samadji Pirine who played in that game. He had 21 carries for 100, uh, over 100 yards. Mixon had 100 yards and about 20 carries last, last week and a touchdown. Looking back at how the Chiefs have kind of dealt with the path, uh, dealt with the rush story in the last few weeks, I think there were 109 yards a game over the season, 120 over the last three, 144 against the Jags last week. And that was against a Jags team that was playing from behind all game. So mm-hmm. it was kind of Travis Etienne picking up bits and pieces here and there. And they weren't really focused on the rush because they couldn't do. Um, I don't think the Chiefs have patched that up yet. I don't think the Chiefs have patched up that run, um, that run defense at all. Um, Joe Mixon's lines are really interested in this game. 59 and a half. It's not my pick, but 59 and a half is a really nice number for Joe Mixon in this game. I think his um his carries line's around 14 15 as well. So I would be looking at that. But I think simply for Joe Mixon to score a touchdown is a really nice pick as well. Gone really under the radar of this stat because the Chiefs are so dominant offensively or have been. They're the thirty-first ranked team in the red zone defensively. Oh well, wouldn't expect that. Yeah, I mean it's probably because the percentage is quite high because obviously teams don't hit the red zone very often, Um, and maybe that's just maybe they just don't practice it too much because they're not expecting to be down there. I don't know, but they're not particularly good inside their own twenty. Joe Mixon's very good uh, inside the twenty. He's had a few knocks this year. Seven touchdowns I think he had thirteen last season. Uh, He's not scared of the end zone at all. I really think Mixon's going to get, have plenty of opportunities in this game because if the Bengals can do one thing, they can get down the field, they get down, get down the field quick. They'll be in the red zone pretty often. I'd expect them to have at least four or five opportunities inside the 20 this game. I think Mixon scores. I think Kelsey scores. That's three to one. That's a nice little double straight away.
0: No, it's nice. I think <clears throat> Bengals, when they started to really come on throughout, well, mid-season, when they started to really turn into Super Bowl contender was when they got the running attack going and it was a game where Mixon scored five in one game, I believe. And that really set it off of like, okay, they're actually looking like a serious force right now. And when Mixon is going and the rushing attack is fluid, it creates so much more for Burrow as well. And clearly Mixon is going to need to be critical throughout. So yeah, I really like this double.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that myself. And just looking at kind of Mixon's lines as well, uh, kind of some bonus picks as you did um, yourself. Um, About six to one for 100 yards for Joe Mixon is available. I mean, nice. 105 last week. As I say, as you just said, I think if the Bengals can open up this run game, as I think they can, I think that wins them the game. Ultimately, I think that wins them the game because if you've got a guy who can run for 100 yards on you, you've got to deal with that. And then you've got Higgins and Chase, and you've got Joe Burrow who can get the ball out inside two and a half seconds better than anyone. It's so difficult to defend. They've really built, I mean, Zach Taylor's done a hell of a job with this team. He really has. Out uh, of nothing really, three or four years ago, it's a really strong championship-caliber team that I actually think will give whoever they face in the Super Bowl, if this happens, uh, a real test as well. So, yeah, Joe Mixon, he's, he should be a focus for, uh, for the Bengals. I think he will be. Six to one for 100 yards. Uh, I think he's car- 20 carries. Obviously, he had 21 last week. That's a similar price. I think that's five or six to one as well. Oh, so, nice. if you want to go that route, that's fine. And the final one, Again, just a bit of a bonus. It's not kind of an official pick, but just something to consider. First touchdown. I don't like picking these because naturally it can be over after five minutes of the game. Um, but the first touchdown market is interesting with the Bengals, I think. And this is where I'd throw. You've got to consider mixing about 7-1. to one. They brought all about 7-1. to one. Jamar Chase as well. I think you'd throw in there as he did last week. Uh, yeah. he, tends to, he tends to score really. The thing with the Bengals, they take the ball first. If they win the toss, they've done it a couple of times this year. They did it in the kind of ill-fated Bills game uh, in the regular season. Um, they won the toss. Most teams defer. They didn't. They took the ball. They went. No, we're going to score. We're going to. We're going to. We're going to kick this game off right, and they scored within three minutes. The Bengals like to do that, so I think any kind of first touchdown uh, bet on the Bengals is quite nice. I imagine the Chiefs won't mind deferring, especially at home. Uh, so they'll be happy to give Cincinnati the ball first. So that's another one to consider um nice so yeah just to kind of wrap it up um kelsey mixing above score three to one bengals 21 to 20 on the money line why the hell not and uh i've not really mentioned it but it kind of goes without saying when you look at these two teams the over 48 it's too low <laughs> it's too low they've played three times in the Burrow mahomes era all of those games have gone over 50 points one of them went over 60 um yeah can you understand why the lines at forty <laughs> eight?
0: Yeah. It seems low.
1: It seems low. I mean, there shouldn't be just a two point difference between this and the Eagles forty nine ers game. That that seems odd. So uh, I would definitely be considering the over as well. Um, and yeah, just mix some lines. Have a look, Joe. Mix some lines as well. Man, I can't <laughs> wait. So many things could happen <laughs> in these two games. It's going to be fantastic, isn't it? And just to kind of finish off, I mean, we can kind of speculate. The matchups we could get in the Super Bowl. I mean, for one thing, if if form happens, it, it, if we're correct, we're getting Bengal's 49ers, which is just wow. <laughs> That'd be amazing. What, what an interesting matchup that is. The yeah. high power Joe Joe Burrow offense. I mean, you know, can, can the 49ers are they the defense to deal with Jamar Chase? All those kind of things. If the Chiefs end up winning, you've got the repeat. You've got the repeat between the 49ers and the Chiefs from a couple of years ago, Shanahan's redemption, all that. And then the Eagles getting there. I mean, if the Eagles can do it, I mean, just a whole different kettle of fish completely. I mean, that, that kind of running quarterback angle, which we've not seen too often in the Super Bowl as well. So interesting. What a weekend of NFL this is. What a weekend.
0: Man, it's going to be good. It's going to be so so good. I, <laughs> I feel like we just wait. need to, like,
1: yeah, just like, I feel stressed because I'm so yeah, excited yeah. for these
0: games.
1: <laughs> cannot wait for Sunday. Cannot wait for Sunday. Uh, any final thoughts before we, uh, before we get out of here? No, just take
0: our tips and get ready for a Niners-Bengals
1: Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope, sir. So. Let's hope, so. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for supporting us all season long. Uh, a couple more episodes to go. Uh, we'll do some kind of uh, episodes next week, obviously we won't be betting on the Pro Bowl Uh, that's that's not really a thing anymore but you know if you're into betting on dodgeball why not Um, but I guess we could do some kind of show maybe look at the awards something like that next week and obviously a little debrief on the championship game and then of course the week after will be the big one Super Bowl in Arizona hopefully between the Bengals and the 49ers because we're correct Um, (laughs) enjoy this weekend's games obviously gamble sponsor if you're getting on our tips but hope you have some winners and uh, we'll see you next week